honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awijan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher and Double Twist, and yeah, it's probably spread out to other random uh, podcasting applications. Great to be back on board once again today. Not feeling my best. Uh, I'm just hanging in there. You know, it could be worse, could be better, that type of thing. It's a... Pleasant morning here to talk Timberwolves basketball, but unfortunately, after the two games the Timberwolves played, the losing streak continues, and yeah, well, it's eight losses in a row now. But hey, at least we gave a good effort against the Clippers uh, in the fourth quarter and such. Yeah, it actually was, so I'm not really trashing the team, really, but um, (laughs) yeah, that Pelicans game, I don't know. Whatever you say about the Timberwolves after that game, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Maybe you'll come back and be like, okay, maybe it was a little too harsh, this and that. But uh, go ahead and let it all out after that one. That's, uh, you know, I was a season ticket holder for four years, and I saw games like that even during the Garnett era sometimes. And it's just like, seriously, I paid money to see this? That's what it's like. Um, a lot of season ticket holders that have spent thousands of dollars saw, uh, seeing games like that, they get they get frustrated and they say stuff. Maybe they'll say, oh, I, I didn't mean to be so harsh later on. But at the time, I don't blame you for letting it out, saying. I don't know if I should pay for. I don't know if I should pay all this money anymore to see these games. If this is what I get to see, it's it's horse crap. Uh, games like that just shut you down. Clipper game was worth every penny in terms of the Wolves making a comeback. Uh, Clippers, Kawhi and Paul George. My goodness, it was like I don't even know who to compare it to. Like Jamal Mashburn, Jim Jackson back in the day when they just torched people. The Mavericks weren't that good though. This is a lot better basketball team. I'm telling you, the road to the NBA Finals goes through Staples Center. I'm telling you, you know, and you know what I'm saying when I say that. Both ways. Both ways. Whoever, between these two teams, whoever hosts, you know, LA is going to be in the Stanley Cup Final, right? No, the NBA Finals, I like to play around. Los Angeles Kings, Stanley Cup Finals, yeah, final, uh, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I do think the Lakers should be favored, but, uh, and you know, it's the big brother, little brother thing, even though the Clippers kind of toughened up over the last few years and then for the longest time uh, they were the big brother for a while. It was hard to believe Lakers were actually a kind of a crappy team for a while. Even though they had good young talented players, they weren't winning games. They're everything but crappy right now. Even though their winning streak came to an end, the Wolves losing streak is not coming to an end and uh, well, we've got five games to preview coming up and busy schedule again. Uh, four games to preview. Did I say five? Four games to preview. I don't see the losing streak ending until maybe, of all places, Golden State, you know, and in their new building, uh, maybe, which is the funniest thing you ever heard, because it isn't Oracle anymore, you know, and stuff, and magically, right when they leave Oracles, when, you know, they're not as good, of course, it doesn't help having no uh, Clay Thompson, and no Steph Curry, no this, no that, and Kevin Durant's, you know, still healing in, uh, in Brooklyn, remember the Brooklyn Nets, we'll see how good they get in the next year or so. Where am I even going? Who knows? Who cares? Wolves lose by seven to the Los Angeles Clippers. Not quite the Los Angeles Lakers, like Chick Hearn would say. Carl Anthony Towns put in a great effort. Kind of like that Los Angeles Times-looking uh, jersey. And I like the Minneapolis-St. Uh, Paul jerseys. Uh, good city jerseys. Both teams wearing city jerseys in this game. 
I wouldn't change it to SH from C when it comes to City Jersey because I, I think they're okay. Looks a little bit like, you know, obviously it looks like North Carolina, whatever, I, but they're not bad. They're not bad. I, I, I like City Jerseys. I think it's nice that the NBA has been doing this the last couple of years. Last year you had that, that Prince one. It was okay. I think it got a little bit overrated, a little bit, but every popular stinger in this planet is going to get overrated at some point. Now, don't get me wrong, I would take Prince, Michael Jackson, whoever, 10 billion times over anybody today. And I am not kidding. And I'm not And, and neither one of them is even my favorite. Michael Jackson's a little higher on the list, I would say, than Prince. But uh, you get the idea. <laughs> anybody today, man, is light years below anybody from back in the day, in my, in my opinion. You can uh, take that and disagree all you want. Uh, I don't care, right? <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, Paul George and... Mr. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George back healthy again, and my goodness, uh, little little bit a little bit trigger happy. Paul George shooting the ball about 950 times in the game, kind of like Andrew Wiggins some nights, but uh, still good efficient, uh, still a good game. 46 points, 42 for Kawhi Leonard, who had 31 in the half. That's a career high for a half. Oh boy, uh, just killed the Timberwolves in the half. Nice comeback in the fourth quarter. Lots of fun. Uh, third quarter's just been pretty much a disaster for the Wolves all season. In fact, there was a graph I'd like to pull up here. It was brought up during the Pelicans game. but uh, So this is like retroactive to, uh, you know, obviously post-Clippers game. So far after that, this was brought up during the game, so I took a picture of it so I could have it in front of me. Points scored by the Timberwolves in the uh, third quarter this season. It's been bad, obviously. 16th, that's the good thing. That's the good one. 26.7, or 27.6, dyslexia taken over there. That was weird. Points allowed 30.4. They're 28th in the in the NBA. And plus minus, minus 0.28, 28th in the NBA. So the third quarter has definitely been a issue for the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's like you see stuff like that. You want to make sure it either gets written down or you take a picture I'm not really a pen and paper guy, but sometimes I am. Uh, you know, my handwriting stinks, and multiple wrist injuries, arm injury, whatever, have not been good So for my handwriting either. So it kind of is what it is. I'm better at typing and, uh, I guess, taking a quick picture because it was a split second there, so I didn't forget what I was seeing, <laughs> this and that. Uh, third quarter's not been good, and 37 to 23, that's even worse than the graph was showing, so even worse. Uh, minus 14 in that quarter. Minus 14. Ouch, 37, but 36 to 22 fourth quarter, beautiful comeback. You got to see Carl Anthony Towns take a huge uh, dive to the floor, not intentionally, of course. Uh, there was talk about it being a flagrant foul, this and that. Not surprised he didn't play in the next game, and his knee's been bothering him for a while, just like in that, uh, because what made us forget about it, he, he had a delay of game in that OKC Thunder game, a legitimate one, because it took like 20 minutes for him to take his mummified you know, to, t to take all the wrapping off his mummified knee in the OKC game, that was a legitimate delay of game because it took forever. If his knee's wrapped up that much, it's something's not good. You know, something's obviously not good. And then he takes a dive to the ground. I mean, that's going to make it even worse. He was in severe pain almost. It was scary. I mean, you don't know what's going on there when a guy's not getting up. And, you know, Carl Anthony Towns isn't exactly a wimpy guy. Uh, he's not missed a whole lot of action. Um, he's had personal issues, this and that. And, of course, there was that car accident, you know, that he, he was saying the uh, survival rate is really low because it's a huge truck coming from behind. Whew, yeah, pretty scary stuff. That was like his first missed game last year, wasn't it, in his NBA career? So, yeah, he's toughed out many times throughout his career. So to see him writhing in pain the way he was, mm, pretty scary for uh, many a Timberwolves fan. 
And that was in the closing moments. Clippers were leading by seven. I didn't think the Wolves really were going to come back. There was no Will, Lou Williams, no Patrick Beverly, no Jamal Green, no Landry Shamet, no Landry Shamet for the Los Angeles Clippers. Otherwise, Jake Lehman's the injury of note. Otherwise, uh, you know, yeah, he's still inactive. I thought he was going to come back a little sooner. Man, Wolves could sure use his quickness out there, his speed. And we're not seeing it right now, of course. Uh, boy, KK Debate's job has fallen off the radar a bit. Man, 11 minutes and virtually nothing. Just minus 10. Literally nothing. No rebounds, nothing. That's weird. That's weird. He's a good player, but I don't know. Trevon Graham got only three minutes at the end there. Not a whole lot to talk about. End of the half, I guess. Uh, Shabazz Napier. I don't know, man. I don't know. He had zero points in the game, too. And it's not just his, 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 his stat line. It's the eye test. I don't like the guy's... I don't like the way the guy plays half the time. He takes weird shots. He misses layups. And he gets, like, pushed around all the time. I mean, damn it, put some muscle on. And it's like, I don't know, he's been in the league, like, how many years now? So, 2014 draft? He's been in the league forever. Put some damn muscle on, for crying out loud. But, uh, he, I, I don't know, he's just like Sebastian Telfair for me. He is the good and the bad. Like, occasionally you can hit those catch-and-shoot threes and have a good night, and you're like, all right, I like this guy. Showing what they, he's showing all, all, all the hype, you know, all that stuff. And then the next game, it's like same old crap, you know, back to this. And he didn't score a single point in about 15 minutes. Jeff Teague was extremely efficient, like he'd been, generally speaking. This was a very solid night, the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, this is, again, last Friday. So right after the lab, the most recent show, December the 13th, Friday the 13th. There was no Camp Crystal Lake nearby, so that's good. Everyone survived this game. At least I hope they did. <laughs> I hope everyone survived uh, the game. No Camp Crystal Lake or anything. Um, well, good. That's pretty good attendance, but of course, a team like that, you, you better show up in on a Friday night, man. Yeah, let's let's rock and roll and watch some oofies, watch some Wolves basketball. Uh, 88 points combined for the young men in Los Angeles, Kawhi and Paul George. PG. I want to call him PJ, but I can't. It's PG. Uh, good overall game for uh, parental guidance, Paul George out there. But uh, Kawhi Leonard, I thought, was the better player, generally speaking. More efficient, generally speaking. Then again, both of them turned the ball over 14 times combined. So that's a weird statistic. They did get beat. They did get the ball taken away quite a bit. Kawhi Leonard making all 19 free throws, though. That's extremely impressive. I mean, it takes a lot of focus. And Kawhi Leonard is that kind of guy. He's very, I guess you could call it zen. I'm not into zen, but you can call it zen. I guess you can. It's something like that or something similar to it. Uh, <laughs> Montrez Harrell has been a nice addition as well. And, of course, uh, 18 points off the bench definitely helped with the absence of Lou Williams. Amir Coffey's on the roster. Amir Coffey. Do you recognize that name? Amir Coffey. Yes, former gopher and son of Mr. Coffey, who used to be with the Timberwolves. I want to call him Paul Coffey, the former NHL player, but uh, that would be inaccurate. <laughs> but a hell of a player for the Gophers. A little skinny, though. Wish he could add a little more muscle. Uh, that's the unfortunate part. And, of course, I'm talking about Richard Coffey, the former Gophers, circa 1990-ish, when the Gophers made it to the Elite Eight in the Clem Haskins era. Oh, late 80s, early 90s. Best era for so many things. Uh, Nintendo, oh, the NES, loved it so much. Um, still love it. Still got my NES Classic over there. With So a lot of the games I played back then are in HD uh, video format now, which is fantastic. Still the beautiful 8-bit graphics that I will always cherish. 
Um, back to Paul, uh, back to Richard Coffee though. Of course, it was the good old days for Gopher basketball and Gopher hockey. Gopher hockey used to make the tournament every freaking year. Now I don't. They're like off the map. Basketball made it last year. We even won a game, but. Uh, you know, I don't know about gopher basketball. <laughs> They've had good moments, bad moments, up and down. Can't ever seem to get the big recruits. They always go to Duke and blah, blah, blah. And then Wisconsin recently, that felt really pleasant. Oh, I hate it. They always leave. I get it, but shoot, if a lot of guys could stay with the Gophers, it'd be like the really, really good old days when uh, gopher basketball could actually be one of the big teams again, one of the big teams competing, maybe get to a Sweet 16. Wouldn't that be nice? And, and, and beyond. Oh, man, 1997 was so much fun. And then it got, yeah, we all know. Well, most of us are, most of us that are old enough, we all know the story with that one, the, uh, you know, academic fraud and all that crap. Let's move on. I don't know what sent me, ah, Amir Coffey. That's what sent me off in that. Best of luck to him, though, definitely. Best of luck to young Amir Coffey. Hoping the best for him. Has he not debuted? Yep, he has not debuted in the NBA yet. He will wear number seven for the Los Angeles Clippers from Hopkins, Minnesota. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hopkins High School, the Royals. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm a Royals alum. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's move on. Disappointing loss, but fun effort in the fourth quarter. But, you know, a loss is a loss. Just like when people say a win is a win, a loss is a loss. It's just another one. Like, I used to get so frustrated with that back in the day. What a great effort, but the Wolves lose by two. Oh, they just couldn't hang on at the end. You know, road games against Atlanta, whatever. Dominique Wilkins way back in the day. And it's just yet another one of the 61 losses or whatever the heck it was back then. It's like, damn it. Why couldn't we get in the wind? Oh, here's one I think the Wolves would like back. Whether you're going to make the postseason, not make the postseason, represent anything whatsoever. I mean, anything, any, blah, any like realm of respect, a, uh, dignity, integrity. Yeah, it, I mean, the attendance wasn't so good either. 12.4, well, 12.5, basically. Just 10 more people, and you're at 12.5 uh, thousand. Yeah, 12.5 thousand. Uh, 107.99. Yeah, the Wolves outscored the New Orleans Pelicans by 7 points in the fourth quarter with a lousy 27. That's the best we could do in this game. A lifeless, listless effort and not a single Timberwolves fan was happy about this. Not even the most lime green, lime and blueberry wearing shades fan can tell you they felt good after this game. It was pure and utter, pure and utter horse crap. It really was. Um, it was poo. <laughs> Absolute poo, as Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast would say. Uh, these lineups are weird. And of course, it doesn't help. No Carl Anthony Towns. I get it. But come on, you still can beat this team. And it was funny. Everybody's like, oh, you know, well, it's an automatic win this game. But that's the problem. I'm guessing people might have came in with that attitude. Uh, Robert Covington was late for a meeting. He ends up being the sixth man in the game because of that. Uh, Shabazz, 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 Shabazz Napier winds up with six assists, ten points, and all that. He was solid off the bench like he can be at times. But I don't know. Again, I, I, I just think he's too erratic. His, his shot selection is very erratic. Sometimes I, I don't know what's going on with that guy. I, I, I don't know what's going on in his head, and there's a reason why he's not a starting point guard. There, there really, really is. Nice to see uh, Noah Bunley get some playing time in the game, getting some action. Decent numbers, but still, I don't know. I mean, what, what really is there to say? This is a crappy game regardless. Who played well, who didn't? Uh, Roko, Robert Covington, 17 attempts and 15 points. That's not efficient. Andrew Wiggins, 23 attempts 
and 27 points. Yeah, 27 points is nice and everything, but the four turnovers and the fact they took 23 shot attempts to even get there. <sighs> Just an awful game. Uh, Trevon Graham was good. He made half of this, half of that. 10 and 6, blah, blah, blah. He was actually pretty solid in the game. Uh, a rare start for him. Well, yeah, it's not rare now, but he was basically playing Robert Covington's role because Josh Okogie ain't playing no power forward. I'm telling you that. And he was erratic as well as Josh Okogie. Just one three-point shot made the entire game. Just, I don't know, erratic play. There was just no rhyme or reason to this game, really. I mean, I liked Gorgie Zhang. He was efficient. I still say he doesn't get enough attempts. When he's playing well, I think he should get to 10-plus attempts in, in every game, if he's playing well. Of course, every game is different. Every game is different. Uh, Robert Covington was awful and, of course, distracted and frustrated, I'm sure, with himself. Late for a meeting and good on uh, Ryan Saunders for keeping up with the rules there, not just making exceptions because, oh, you know, we we're, we're, you know he's one of our important players and uh, who, who am I, this young coach, to, to set the rules here. Yeah, you, you are the young coach and you are setting the rules and good job Ryan Saunders there. But a lot of fans are basically like, what kind of, you know, you, you wanted Ryan Saunders so bad, but you're not representing him well at all right now. Uh, you're making him look like he's not an NBA coach right now. Um, th th this kind of game is inexcusable to any fan in the NBA. I, I actually have a headache right now, a splitting headache right now as I'm talking about it. I'm touching the top of my head right now, and it's like, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, I'm already not feeling my best, and just talking about this, it's it's depressing, and it puts you in a mood, not of anger, but of sadness, sorrow, depression. It, it, it really does, you know? And it's not because I live and die with every dribble of every game. You can't be that way. You'll, you'll never make it. You'll never make it. You can't. But at the same time, games like this, it just makes you just kind of stare at the TV screen, stare at this, stare at that, and just say, like, Why? Why? This just doesn't make any sense. I feel like passing out right now, like falling asleep with depression. I'm serious, too, when I say that. And I do not have depression problems. And I'm telling you, it, I felt it badly. And I'm feeling it now, just looking at this and remembering what I saw. And, um, you know, <laughs> this, I, you know, Carl Anthony Towns being out is one thing. but And, and it, what, what hurts the most, you know, Jeff Teague moved the ball around. And he was one of eight from the floor. It was just listless offensively. Couldn't hit a shot for his life. It's nice that he was moving the ball around, this and that. But what hurts the most to me, not only Robert Covington's, you know, pretty yucky game, even though he got his seven rebounds and he stole the ball and all that a couple of times, this and that. It's Andrew Wiggins is right back, right back in the same mode again. Like his his efficiency is gone. It's gone. And I, I hope, I don't know where it went. I don't know if it's ever coming back. I hate to think that it's temporary because I loved what I saw to Andrew Wiggins the first month and a half of the season. But for right now, it's gone. It's like he's going right back into that depressing mode. His ball handling is still better. I'll give him that 10 out of 10 times. His ball handling is still better. But the efficiency's gone. Um, he's hitting some threes, those catch-and-shoot threes. Again, he's better at dribble threes from the wing, the, the wing three, so to speak. He's good at those wing shots. But... Ah, well, he's getting better at those wing shots. Let's leave it at that. He's getting better at them. <laughs> I shouldn't even say he's good at them. He's getting better at them compared to, you know, the last couple of years. 
But generally speaking, the lack of efficiency is disgusting. I mean, it's one thing to see his highlights. It's like, okay, yeah, the nine shots he made look good. But what about the 23 total? What about the others that he missed? That's what hurts. It it hurts my soul, man, seeing that seeing him not play well. It it does. Love Ender Wiggins, man. I, I, you know, I, I know there's so much more there. We've seen it multiple times. We saw it in the past. We saw it in the recent past. And we're kind of heading back into that wrong direction again. And it's, it's, oh, I have a splitting headache right now. I'm not even kidding you. I'm not even kidding you. Uh, at the end of the day, we are going to pass out the awards. I mean, Carl's going to get the uh, Alpha Wolf because he was downright phenomenal in the Clipper game. Downright phenomenal in the Clipper game. Helped lead the Wolves back at 39 points. He was just unbelievable. It's a crying shame he hurt his knee late. Hopefully uh, it's just sore and he could come back. But I, I don't know. It seems like it's been sore, you know. It is what it is, man. It really is what it is. Um, Johnny Flynn Memorial. I'm going to give it to Shabazz Napier. I, I'm just not liking what I'm seeing out of the guy. And Robert Covington is going to share it with him for being late and having a pretty icky game against New Orleans. We, we needed him to play better than that. Robert Covington, Shabazz Napier, both going to ring in the... Uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial. Andrew Wiggins is just kind of in his own world. Jeff Teague is in his own world. They're, they're different every flipping game. They are different every flipping game. You don't know who, who you're going to get. Life is like Andrew Wiggins and Jeff Teague game by game. You never know what you're going to get. I'm not kidding when I say that. Not kidding. <sighs> With that said, we'll take a break. we got four games to preview, and I don't see a remedy on the on the uh, horizon until we head to Northern California of all places. When or oh when will it all end? We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Time to preview four games, if humanly possible. Starting off with the hated, hated Denver Nuggets. Isn't that exciting? I can't stand the Denver Nuggets, and we're playing them tonight. Oh, Denver Nuggets. Yeah, well, Jamal Murray's leading them in scoring officially. It's kind of a balanced effort from a lot of guys. Nikola Jokic, Jokic the Joker, blah, blah, blah. His numbers don't reflect how good he is. They really don't. His numbers, you know, like 10 rebounds, 17 points, almost 7 assists. So he's got a little bit of that, uh, you know, Arvita Sabonis in him, that big, tall guy who can play like a point guard type of game almost out there. Valuable guy. Gary Harris's three-point percentage has not been the same. Millsap is good at those corner threes on occasion, 47%. He's outstanding when he takes those shots, but uh, it's not all the time. Will Barton, a very consistent three-point guy. For Denver, I'd say he's the best guy on the team for that right now. Where in the past, I would have said that was Gary Harris, and it's just not been him. He's kind of dropped off a bit the last year and a half. And he has been banged up, and this and that, and yada, yada, yada. Denver Nuggets, December 20th, 2019, heading to the end of the year, of course. It's been a frustrating matchup with these two teams. Uh, It's always a close game. That's the good part. It's kind of like University of Minnesota hockey and Ohio State. Very close every single game. Uh, well, OKC and the, and, and the Timberwolves. Usually the Timberwolves would win those OKC games until goofy stuff happens. Now Chris Paul's on the team, so we all know what happens if Chris Paul's there. Goofy stuff happens. But uh, Denver generally winds up on top, generally. But sometimes the Wolves get it done, uh, at least the last year or so, that the uh, 
Denver Nuggets have won up on top because they had a hell of a season last year. 198 back on November the 10th. A very memorable game. Oh, Jokic was pulling down every rebound. The Wolves had a hot run and then just completely stopped scoring. It was so frustrating. Like, Denver couldn't score for crap. They completely stopped scoring. Like, I mean, like almost a quarter of nothing. It was insane. But then the Wolves could not capitalize. Could not capitalize. It was so bleeping frustrating. I expect an entertaining game, but in Denver, not going to be a whole lot of, I I don't know, I don't think the Wolves get this done tonight. Uh, January 20th is the next one, that's in Target Center, and then we wrap up the seasonal series on Feb 23. I do think the Nuggets are going to end up winning the series. I expect the Wolves maybe to get one on Jan 20th. It would be beautiful if the Wolves can go out and end their losing streak tonight. Believe me, I'd be thrilled if the Wolves could go out and get that done, but I'm not super confident they're going to do that at this stage. I wish I could be. wish I could be. It's been a, you know, it's been an ongoing frustration with this team for for pretty much forever. Uh, It's been an entertaining battle, entertaining, uh, you know, back and forth of this team. A lot of close games last couple years, but I I just think Denver Nuggets are going to put the Wolves at nine games in a row, and then you got to go to Portland the next night. I don't know, man. Saturday night on Saturday the 21st, 9 p.m. West Coast, West Coast. You go from the Mountain Zone to the Pacific Zone to Portland, Oregon. Yeah, nice to see Carl Anthony Towns' numbers have been fantastic, generally speaking, all season. Almost 27 points a game. Even Wiggins is still at 25, despite some mediocre games of late. But, ah, boy. We could sure use Jake Lehman's help. Uh, a little more help from Covington as well. I, I don't know. Games like the other night were not helpful. He finally got his field goal attempts up, but he shot poorly. So when he's shooting well, he gets like eight field goal attempts. It's just, it's always like that. When Whenever a guy like that is not shooting well, that's when he takes his 17 attempts. Like, why can't it be 17 attempts when he's shooting spectacular? Like, those nights when he's like 7 of 9 or something. 6 of 9. Shoot the damn ball more. Or give him the damn ball more. This and that. But then, oh boy, keep shooting. Keep shooting, Rocco. You're only 5 of 17. Keep shooting. Keep shooting. And it's the same way with everybody. It just drives me up the wall. Up the bleeping wall. Carl Anthony Towns. Andrew Wiggins. Everybody. It's, it's everybody. Uh, Wolves lose to Denver, though. Um, boy, they're eight, 18 and eight, first place. Like they've, like they want to be two point, uh, two games ahead of the Denver. What am I talking about? Two games ahead of the Utah Jazz thus far. No more Rubio. We know Mike Conley. This and that. I think the Nuggets go out and win the game. Boy, I don't even know. Are they even scoring points lately? Yeah, they're kind of right in the middle, and they're ninth in rebounding thanks to Jokic. Jokic, the Joker, and the Denver Nuggets have won four games in a row after losing to Philadelphia in a low-scoring effort. They're a team that gets into the teens, generally, it looks like. Not super high-scoring like years ago. They beat the Trailblazers 114-99 recently. Uh, OKC 110-102. New York Knicks, <laughs> that's kind of high. That's kind of close, considering. But I guess they have been playing better since Mike Miller took over as coach and not the aforementioned former Timberwolves Miami Heat uh, Washington Wizard, uh, Memphis Grizzly, whatever. Mike Miller. No, it's another guy. <laughs> he was an assistant under uh, old Fizzywig, uh, Mr. Fizdale there. I feel bad for him, but uh, some of the worst records of all time for him uh, leading into the season for the Knicks, for uh, Knicks coaches. Denver also beat the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic, 113-104. to Most recently, they will host the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. A very long homestand. The Wolves wrap up a five-game homestand for the Nugs. Tonight, I think the Nuggets win the game 112-100, 112-105. It'll be an entertaining game, 112-105. Entertaining back-and-forth battle. Hopefully, Carl Anthony Towns is back. Um, 
I'm, I'm expecting him to come back. I expect a 30-point effort. I think he's going to have a nice night. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if his minutes are limited at times, especially if he gets in any type of foul trouble. Just let him sit, let that knee heal a little bit, if humanly possible. But of course, playing in a game, it's not going to heal necessarily, but don't let it get banged up worse out there, this and that, going up against the Joker. Uh, going to be a tough game, a very tough game, and I do think the Denver Nuggets get the job done, unfortunately, but it will be close. The Wolves will have a good effort, and Jeff Teague will probably have another one of his higher-scoring games, I'm guessing. Wiggins, boy, oh boy, get that efficiency back, because it's sorely missing. I'm just, I'm sad about it, man. I'm very sad about it. The fourth-place team in the Northwest Division, the Portland Trailblazers, as the Wolves are riding the pine. One game behind the Portland Trailblazers. This would be a nice, nice win for the Timberwolves. We have not played well against this team most of the season, though. That's for damn sure. Oh boy, they're one of the they're one of the better offensive teams, generally speaking. Three point percentage is tenth in the league. That oftentimes you feel it should be higher, but some of the players on this team not playing as well. They've been picking it up a little bit because Portland was just awful to start off the season after making the West Finals last year, kind of picking up where they left off, getting killed by the Warriors in the freaking West Finals. Damian Lillard, the Dame, the the Dork. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm not. A, I, I'm a fan of him as a player. As a person, he, I don't know, he might start, he kind of reminds me of Chris Paul a little bit. Seems kind of pissy. Doesn't look like a nice guy. He really doesn't. Um, that's just my humble opinion. Uh, about 27 points almost. Uh, McCollum's 22. Hassan Whiteside get, pulling down those 13 rebounds and getting that gigantic contract. Two and a half blocks a game. So he puts up that. He puts up the rebounds and the blocks. You gotta like Whiteside for that. But, you know, he's a little erratic, a little crazy this and that. At least he makes free throws for the most part for a bigger guy, about 77%. So you can't complain too much. Field goal percentage, 62, playing close to the basket on a regular basis, which you'd expect. Not a bad player, obviously. I wouldn't mind him on the Wolves right now. I think he'd help free up Carl Anthony Towns in a big way. Rodney Hood isn't going to play again this year. He's out for the season with a you know severe injury, of course. That's uh, unfortunate at the end of the day. And yes, I remember now an Achilles tendon. That's what I thought it was. But uh, yeah, it's Achilles tendon for Rodney Hood, unfortunately. Not the ACL, but Achilles. Sometimes that's actually worse. Ugh, that's a crying shame. But well, Paul George recovered. Well, pretty, uh, no, we're not, we're, uh, Kevin Durant, we'll see how he turns out. Paul George had a broken leg. I'm going, uh, but he, he had other injuries along the way too. That nasty broken leg a couple years ago. Um, let's not think about people tearing their Achilles right now, especially if it's incorrect about the person. <laughs> so I apologize to Paul George for that one. The odds of him listening not too high. And old NBA Jam, the former Denver Nugget. We played the well. We'll have played the night uh, the Nuggets the night before. Part of me, and a guy who had a thirty-three point third quarter against the Timberwolves. That's when the third quarter became a curse. Thirty-three and three, 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 three. Ooh, that's an evil number right there. Yeah, thirty-three point third quarter for Carmelo Anthony. NBA record against the Timberwolves years ago with the Nuggets. Uh, and uh, yep, old NBA Jam himself because he was on fire that night. He is on the uh, Portland Trailblazers. He's putting up some numbers. He's helped the team play better since he's come there. Just literally been an addition to the team. Literally just an addition, you know, and good for him. Good for him. Uh, no, you don't get any sense he's like a, a cancer in the locker room or a problem. He's averaging 17 points, about 40, 41.5% from downtown. He's bringing the effort. He's bringing, he's, he's bringing it. He's playing some good ball and good for him. Did, did not want to have to step away from the league right now. He didn't want to wind up with like certain other players like Marbury, Beasley, guys like that. Have to play overseas if he wants to keep playing. And he's doing a good job. Good good for him. Good for him. Not a very good team at this moment, but certainly some talented players on the team. 
Sorry to see Rodney Hood have the Achilles. And Gary Trent Jr. still just not getting the action. The former, uh, you know, the son of Gary Trent Sr., former Timberwolf power forward. Shorter guy, but could, but definitely played a bulky game. Did Gary Trent Sr. Gary Trent Jr., spark plug, three-point guy, who I thought was going to get more minutes, like at least like a Gary Harris type of guy. And uh, I don't know, not yet. Not yet. Timberwolves, this is an opportunity to, to end the losing streak, I would have to say. Uh, it's a beatable team. I, I don't think it's going to happen, though. Portland's been playing a bit better. They've been playing a bit better lately, and obviously a talented team. We've never played well against Carmelo Anthony. Portland's 3-2 and two in their last five, losing to OKC, 108-96. Whew. They beat the Knicks, 115-87. Wow, on the 10th of December. Lost to Denver, no surprise, by 15, 114-99. And they squeezed past the Suns, 111-110, to because the Suns are obviously better now. Crushed the well, not crushed, but beat the Warriors by 10, 122 to 112. They will play the Orlando Magic the day before. So both teams will be on a back to back. So that helps the Wolves' chances. And we can't really use that excuse now, like, oh, it was back to back and we had the tough game against Denver the night before. So no, don't please, please don't go out there and get beat by 20 by this Portland team. Portland should certainly have the uh, advantage in this one. Home court advantage for Portland is a big thing. They play very well at home. The Timberwolves have very rarely win in Portland. Almost never. We've had some really nice games there, but not enough. Not enough. I think the Blazers win the game, unfortunately. I think the Wolves' losing streak reaches 10 before it finally comes to an end. Do you think I'm excited to say that? Again, I feel like I'm about to pass out right now saying that. 10 losses in a row. That's my guess. Hopefully I'm wrong. Maybe they go out and beat Denver tonight, and that'd be amazing. But uh, I don't think the Wolves win either of these games. It's just Denver and Portland, is, and the way the Wolves are playing right now, unless there's some amazing effort in one of these two, probably tonight is when it would happen out of the two, is my guess. Um, I think the Wolves do not win this game. I'm going with uh, one. The, the, te- the teams are similar in a lot of ways. They can hit the outside shot a bit. They can rebound fairly well. Portland's definitely smaller than, uh, P- Portland's a bit smaller than the, uh, Denver Nuggets per se, because they don't have like a Jokic or anything, but, uh, they do have some good rebounders, generally speaking. Of course, okay, what am I talking about? They have Whiteside, duh. So, again, they actually are a decent rebounding team just because of him. The rest of the club, you know, they, you know, some guys that are smaller are good rebounders, and of course, Camilo Anthony can pull down about six a game, um, so, I don't know, Carmelo Anthony's always been a thorn in the side for the Timberwolves when he was with the Knicks, when he was with the Nuggets. It's been a pain in the ass playing against him. So, I think Portland ends up winning the game. <sighs> Boy, it's going to not be the best night for either team because of back-to-back. It's going to be like 105-100, something like that. Lower scoring game, but Portland ends up winning the game. Wiggins has had some good games against this team. Carl, generally, you know, he's going to be in the mid to upper 20s. I, I think Carl gets to like 30. I've got a feeling Andrew Wiggins is going to get close to 30 as well. I think you're going to get 60 points combined between the two. It's going to take somebody like it's going to take like Robert Covington, Jeff Teague, somebody like that to come out and have a hell of a game, I think. Or maybe uh, Kade Bates Jop, somebody off the bench, like semi-unexpected to come out with a 15-point, 20-point game and uh, help this uh, team, help the Wolves overachieve and beat the Portland Trailblazers like, you know, 110-105, something like that. But I think Portland gets their 105 regardless and the Wolves, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm picking a loss, unfortunately. At the end of the day, we'll keep moving on, if humanly possible. The Golden State Warriors. The Warriors. Oh, let's look at the... I didn't even look at the comparison between Portland and Minnesota. I was going to, and now I lost it. And again, yep, I, I didn't think these two teams had played yet this year. I know they don't. This is the season series opener. 
December 21st, Saturday. And then the Wolves and uh, Blazers play again on the 9th in Target Center. Head to Portland on March 17th. And then March 22nd, just a couple of days later, Timberwolves wrap up the season series, hopefully with a win. Hopefully a 3-1 to win in the season series. We'll see what happens. A good way to get that started is to get the win on Saturday night. Saturday night, that would be nice if the Wolves could do that. Now we get to play the Golden State Warriors. How exciting is that? <laughs> it's exciting. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had a very good effort last time these two teams played. Put up the points like you wouldn't believe. 50-point effort. Wiggins was unbelievable. What a fun game it actually was. Very entertaining. It was frustrating when you could look at the rest of the roster on the Golden State Warriors. Just like, uh, really? You know, like, really? It was that close? 125-119. Definitely an epic battle. Uh, Warriors, look at the offense. They're 25th in the league in offense. It's really funny. 26th in rebounding. 28th in field goal percentage. <laughs> I feel so bad. Oh, it just hurts. I'm so sad about this. 28th in three-point percentage. I mean, don't you feel terrible for them? No, I don't. They're 5-24. and 24. I just feel awful. But again, like certain things going on in the news right now, this might actually end up hurting us more than we think. We're laughing at what's happening now with Golden State, but watch them get a high draft pick that ends up, like, you know, getting things going again. Like, when the Spurs had that awful season in 1997 with their rookie coach, uh, Greg Popovich, and, uh, yeah, yeah, this rookie coach, yeah, he's such a rookie and stuff. Greg Popovich, you know, nobody had heard of him before. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, let's leave that alone. Painful memory for me, man. Oof, 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 oof. Oh, well, this is a three-game series. Head to Golden State once, and then you come back to Target Center on the 2nd of January, right when everyone's pissed off that, that uh, what you call it, is all over. Christmas break is all over. That sucks. Chase Center is their new building. As they are back in San Francisco versus uh, Oaktown. So that's good. Got to go back to San Francisco. It's a nicer city. Nicer city. You got that Golden Gate Bridge, of course, that separates the two cities. Yeah, we know. Uh, D'Angelo Russell surely leading the club in scoring, generally speaking. Steph Curry played in four games. Yeah, and he was efficient like he usually is. His three-point percentage was way down for some reason. Weird start to the season for him. Can't imagine he's in a good mood with the way things have changed so dramatically. And, of course, again, Clay Thompson, you don't know if he's even going to play this year. Draymond Green's missed a ton of time. He's only been in 19 games so far. No excuse. You lose this game, you lose like 11 games in a row losing to the Warriors. Oh, boy. I mean, the Warriors haven't been this bad in forever. Forever. I mean, they've at least had a decent season here and there well before they were winning titles. Entertaining battle between these two teams, like I mentioned, like 15 times now. I had it up, and I lost it. 125-119. Yeah, what an epic battle it was. Do you really want D'Angelo Russell on the Timberwolves, though? Yeah, he scored his 52 points. It took 37 shots to get there. 7 of 17 from downtown. An erratic player, I think. He, I think he's an erratic player. Yeah, he made the All-Star team last year, but again, $30 million a year. $30 million a year. Do you really want that? I don't want him. I don't want D'Angelo Russell for $30 million. I, I was all excited about him buying into the hype. Just the excitement of D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. Yes. To me, it's kind of like more the same. You know, I think it's just more of the same at the end of the day. Just be like, okay, well, maybe we'll be a little more entertaining here and there. But I don't think our record is going to go up that much, depending on who we have to give up to get him. $30 million is a lot of money to, to pay a guy. And plus, you're losing $30 million in 
current players to get to get him, regardless of what you think of Andrew Wiggins. A lot of you might think trading him is the greatest thing in the history of mankind. Uh, okay, uh, sometimes it might be, but I don't know. Uh, Wiggins did get 40 points in the game, but it took 33 attempts to get there. That's where the frustration comes in. Robert Covington, need I say more? 5 of 15. You know, now, now you attempt 15 shots. You know, now you attempt 15 shots. I mean, need I say more? So that's where my frustration comes in. You, you don't see the 15 attempts when he's shooting well, but when he's shooting poorly, keep it coming. Keep keep missing. <laughs> Wolves barely beat a crappy Warriors team when D'Angelo Russell is 52 because he's auditioning for the new Timberwolves team here. Warriors have not been playing well, of course. At least five losses in a row here. 110-102 to Memphis on the 9th. 124-122 to the Knicks. Oh, that's funny. On the 11th, <laughs> lost to the Knicks. Oh, Philip Brown, if you're listening. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Utah Jazz, Philip Brown out of Australia. Utah Jazz, 114-106 loss in Utah. Sackdo crushed them in Chase Center, as we can call it now. 100-79. to Ouch. That's uh, that's pretty pretty brutal. We'll be playing Sackdo very soon, too, here. Sticking around in California, IA, the West Coast. And the Portland Trailblazers beat them by 10 on the 18th. So uh, Golden State will have played New Orleans a couple of days before they host the Timberwolves. So they'll be waiting for us. They'll be prepared and ready to go. But uh, I think the Timberwolves beat the Golden State Warriors. I think the Timberwolves beat the Golden State Warriors, if, if that's okay. Is it okay to actually pick the Wolves to beat the Warriors? Is it, is it okay? Maybe not, you know, not one of those late April's, April games where everything is like all the stars align and everything happens at once and the Wolves beat the Warriors in Oracle. It was the most cool thing ever, and it was. It was cool on TNT, national television, and we exposed how to beat the Warriors, and Cleveland took it and beat them. <laughs> OKC almost had them, and they blew it. Oh, that was fun. That was so much fun, and Cleveland actually beat them. Because oh, <laughs> that was a healthy Warriors team that time. Boy, were they healthy. Whew, they were killing Cleveland in Games 1 and 2 and in Game 4. Ooh, man, it was rough. Sacdo, Sacramento Kings, Sacramento Kings coming to Target Center. No, no, we're, we're, we're going over there, unfortunately for us. On the 26th, couple of days off. Thursday, the 26th, post-Christmas. What a bummer. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, man. They're 12-15 and 15 on the year, third in the Pacific Division. And this is in Golden One Center. Golden One Center. It's the golden one. Well, the golden one, I guess that's Buddy Heald. He's making his shots. Good for him. Uh, 21 and a half points a game. De'Aaron Fox struggling from the outside big time. Only 18% on the season. Even Buddy Heald, well, 38%. I think he's I think he's better than that. I'd expect more like 40-something. 40 40-something 40 percent. Uh, Belitza continues to nail his shots. Of course, former Timberwolf and 30-year-old <laughs> Nemanja Belitza. About 43% from downtown. Good for him. But the guy who's really been kind of the, uh, you know, one of those glue guys who every team in the NBA would love to have. In fact, we'd kill to have him because not only is a glue, he, he is a glue guy, but he's extremely valuable. And that's Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes. Holmes. Mr. Holmes. Yeah, he's solving them cases in Sacramento. That's for damn sure. He came from Bowling Green. Second round pick, seventh overall in the second second round by the Philadelphia 76ers. And, uh, well, he played a couple, he played three years for Philadelphia, was solid, you know, solid, getting his five points, three rebounds, and then eventually last year, six points and four and a half, 
Played for Phoenix last year. Numbers up a little higher. Crappy team. Didn't get a whole lot of minutes. Goes to Sacramento. And he is a glue guy that teams across the league, you know, would just love to have right now. Oh, I'd love to have him. Six foot ten, two thirty-five. Kind of does a little bit of everything. He blocks shots. He gets the rebounds. He just does everything. And uh, what a nice addition he was to the Sacramento Kings. It's a crying shame they're not a little better yet. But uh, this is one of those guys, you know. He's in some ways he may be like Draymond Green without the obnoxious attitude. How about that? Unless there is an obnoxious attitude that I'm like not seeing yet. This is also a series opener. The 26th of December we'll be playing this team four times this year. Jan 27 is the next one in Target Center, heading back to Golden One Center on Feb 3rd, and coming back to Target Center way later, April the 9th, nearing the end of the season. Or hopefully the Wolves are knocking on the door of the playoffs. That would be nice, but uh, right now it doesn't look too good. Milwaukee Bucks ended the Lakers' uh, run recently. That's interesting. 111-104. Entertaining game. Entertaining night on uh, TNT. Wow. 111-104 with the Lakers. Bucks and Lakers. Maybe an, maybe an NBA Finals preview. And Houston and the Clippers, which could be a second-round matchup. Houston actually beat the Clippers in uh, Staples Center. Im- impressive. Impressive. <clears throat> But an interesting matchup between these two teams. I like playing Sacramento. They're fun to watch. They're solid. Uh, again, Rashawn Holmes. I just, Holmes, I love the guy. I love the guy. I could Boy, I'd love to have him on the Timberwolves. What a nice addition by the Sacramento Kings in the offseason. It's just, you know, he's one of those moves. You might think, okay, he's solid, solid. You know, you look at the numbers. Not not a bad addition. And then he's just awesome. You know, what, what a valuable dude. And, man. It's not like he's pulling down 13 rebounds a game, but some nights he kind of does. You know, some nights he does, averaging about eight and about 12 points. And again, he does a little bit of everything. Six foot ten, two thirty-five. Like I said, Bowling Green, kind of out of nowhere, block and a half a game. Field goal percentage just beautiful. You know, plays close to the game or plays close to the basket. Just gets the job done. He's one of the better players, one of the more unsung players in the NBA. Again, Buddy Hill, uh, Darren Fox is very fun to watch. Harrison Barnes continues to have moments here and there. He's not really great at anything. He's just kind of okay at everything. A uh, little above average. He's an above average scorer, and he's kind of average at everything else, I guess. He's good at, he's average to good at everything else. Uh, Harrison Barnes and Bogdanovich can, can kill you sometimes. He's been a frustration for the Wolves in the past, and I wouldn't be surprised if Belitza gave the Wolves a hard time. Hopefully the Wolves can get it done. I do think the Wolves do beat the Golden State Warriors. Maybe you pull the momentum out and beat the Sacramento Kings, as the Wolves had had had, had a pretty good had had a pretty good road record until lately. I think the Wolves actually come out and win this one. I think they surprise some people and win the uh, win this game against the Sacramento Kings. Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins traditionally has had huge games against this team. Huge, kind of like Kevin Garnett in the past. Kevin Garnett's best games came against the Sacramento Kings. Those of you that are old enough to remember. He had multiple 40-point games against the Kings. And, of course, Game 7 back in uh, 2004, second round, put the Wolves in the Western Conference Finals for the only time so far. Hopefully there's many more coming. Hopefully, but not right now, (laughs) unfortunately. Oh, man, bummer, bummer. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes is the only guy pulling down rebounds for this team, and I think that's an advantage for Carl Anthony Towns and co. to possibly beat this team. I expect a guy like Gorgie Zhang to be a factor, Rocco, it's going to take a total team effort every game, but I have a feeling Wiggins is going to get 35 and up in this game. I just got a sneaky feeling he's going to have one of his better games of the season. And the Wolves somehow beat this Kings team, which would be freaking awesome. Kings also 3-2, and two, like almost everyone except Golden State so far. 
in the last few games. They beat Houston on the road. Impressive. Uh, impressive, Sacramento. 119-118. Sometimes they're really good, aren't they? A one-point win in Houston. Then they beat Oklahoma by one point. <laughs> 94-93. They lost to the Knicks. They lost to the Knicks. After beating Houston, they lost to the Knicks. Oh, 103-101. And yes, the Knicks are playing much better. Like 500 ball with Mike Miller as coach. And again, not the long-haired guy from South Dakota. It's somebody else. We'll move on. Golden State, they beat them by 21 in Chase well, in Chase Center. Not Chase 1, Chase Center. There's Golden 1 Center because it's a Golden 1. And a loss at Charlotte on the 17th recently. Hmm. Ouch. Sacramento will be playing three games until they play the Wolves. It's not a back-to-back situation. In fact, they'll have two days off. They play Indiana and Memphis back-to-back. And then two days later, Houston, Houston, Texas. They'll be hosting them and then hosting the Wolves as they continue a little home, home, uh, homestand there in Golden 1 Center. I do think the Wolves get the win, though. I think the Wolves get the win. I expect something along the likes of 108 to 107. I think a one-point win for the Wolves. I got a feeling Wiggins is going to get mid to upper 30s. Maybe even maybe even might crack the 40 mark. I got a feeling it's going to be Wiggins is going to come out and play uh, come out to play early and often. He's going to hit some threes. He's going to drive to the basket, get to the free throw line. And I do expect Carl to get to right around 30 as well. I think it's going to be a huge, possibly 70-point combination between the two players up up to that. Got a good feeling about this one. Minnesota and Sacramento and the Wolves end their 10-game losing streak with a 10-game winning streak. <laughs> with a 2-game winning streak. 10-game winning streak would be great, but a 2-game winning streak, and we'll go from there. We'll not get too far ahead of ourselves. 10-game winning streak is pretty radical stuff. But uh, if it happens, wouldn't that be nice? That would be great. The sad part is we'd be kind of right back where we started before the losing streak, which wasn't that spectacular. We'll play Cleveland at home, which could keep a winning streak going in Brooklyn. So the Wolves just might be in line for a four-game win streak to wrap up this season. There is a chance to wrap up this this year, the calendar year of 2019, which would be freaking beautiful if that took place. With that said, we'll take a quick break. And get to fan interaction right after this. Back here on Timber Wolves Explosion. We're going to start off with a Twitter account here momentarily. At Wolves Explosion. At Wolves Explosion is officially the Twitter account. I want to thank Levi Brown, Tanay Brown, and Vinrock. Vince Germano for retweeting the most recent show. Can't thank you guys enough for that. It's uh, very, very helpful indeed. What was I saying? God bless your brother, too. I remember that a week ago. Oh, yeah, here we go. Levi Brown was posting, yes, Google Podcast allows podcasts to be added to the home screen. Yep, and thank you again so much for that. God bless you for that. Very cool. So we'll move forward. I believe a couple of tweets. Here we go. Lakers, Pie Browns. That is indeed Vinrock Vince Germano. He was tweeting the Minnesota Timberwolves and then included me in it so I could see it, which I appreciate very much. The Timberwolves, we fought back. You know, the actual Timberwolves Twitter with the blue check mark. Yeah, you fought back. But then Vinrock says, yup, you did, but imagine if they actually committed to playing D every bloody game. Frustrating. And of course, Vinrock, Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia, and Levi and Tanae Brown out of uh, New Zealand. And it would help if they played bloody defense. You know, it would. Play D every bloody game. And it's like, come on. 
it's nice that they fought back, but it sucks that they, you know, were down by so much. That's where the frustration comes in. Love the city jerseys. I like the city jerseys every year, even the, the gray ones a couple years ago. Those were cool. I liked them just fine. Um, people, yes, and now Drew Holiday conversation has been kind of bouncing around a little bit, so the Timberwolves go after Drew Holiday. Uh, Jake Penting, and he's not tweeting me. I believe I follow him. We must follow each other. He says, personally, I'd rather have Drew Holiday with the Timberwolves squad than D'Angelo Russell. I agree. I agree. I think he'd be a good fit. Obviously, a bit older, but a good player. He's not that old, obviously, and a more reasonable contract. Nobody's cheap in the NBA. Nobody is cheap in the NBA anymore except for guys on the Timberwolves bench, per se. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, um, you know, yeah, it's unbelievable cheap for guys like, uh, you know, Noah Vonley and such. Cheap in NBA standards, anyway. The rest of us would take that money in a second. It would be life-changing for us. Heck, a lousy $1,000 would have been real nice yesterday, but that'll stay exactly where it is. I was tweeting, uh, somebody tweeted out the Timberwolves lineup going into that that deplorable Pelicans game, and I said, yikes, starting to look like the Minnesota Wild lineup last night. Yep, and that was against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. It was basically the Iowa Wild in that game, as in the minor league affiliate, like the Iowa Wolves, that type of thing, similar that way. Tanae Brown says, every player apart from Cat on this roster should be available. An embarrassing performance from a team with no vision. Pathetic. And yep, I do believe Tanae Brown is talking about they should be available via trade. Uh, terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible effort. It was extremely sick and disgusting. Um, Danae Brown says, it's come out that Covington was late to shoot around. Yep. Wolves really need a veteran leader before this season slips away even more. Someone defensive-minded and won't take any BS. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely frustrating. Why would you be late? Why would you be late? That's just flat-out stupid. Uh, complete bullcrap. So, yes, I feel your frustration, Danae Brown. Big time there. That was, you know, it's it's unreal. It's unreal. It's just kind of like how we've been, I guess, forever. Not quite Isaiah Ryder-like, but still, like, that figures, that type of thing. I don't think there's anything this week in the visitor's post. I'll check it out. There was no comments on the last show. Pretty quiet on Facebook. Twitter's been a little more active of late. Um, I'm going to have to dig a little bit to get to this. Sometimes it's right up there, and other times it's just not. And we'll see. It is not popping up for some reason. Oh, hit the wrong button. So it's just kind of... Is what it is. December 18th. There we go. Vinrock, Vince Germanos. Yep, here we go. I remember this very well. How are the Wolves not beating teams like the Pelicans? So frustrating. Wolves are losing to teams they should be beating. Defense is terrible. Somehow, someway, Saunders has to get these guys to buy in to the defensive end. Without a doubt. And I don't know how it's going to happen right now. I, I don't know. And uh, I don't know what kind of... You know, you have a defensive coach in Vanderpool. You saw some defense some nights. And now it's completely vanishing. I don't know what to say about it, honestly. It's uh, leaving me kind of at a, at a loss. I don't know what to say at the end of the day. Philip Brown, there we go, New York Knicks fan. And, uh, you know, kind of follows the Timberwolves as well. I believe his son is a Timberwolves fan. Also out of Australia says, whatever the opposite of all for one and one for all is, they are it. Ooh, like saying they're selfish. Yep, I would not want to be on a sinking ship with them. Complete dysfunction. It feels that way. And I know Philip Brown knows what that looks like because obviously, you know, the Knicks have struggled as well. Uh, and I'm not trying to do a side jab or throw shade on you or anything, Philip Brown, if you're listening. Not at all. Um, it's extremely frustrating. It is, and it's gotten very dysfunctional. Right when you think things are heading in the right direction, they end up going the opposite. And I, I don't know. Hopefully this uh, hopefully this team can kind of 
get things together and maybe end this, this year on a four-game win streak like I'm possibly projecting here with Sacramento, uh, Cleveland, and all them, Golden State Warriors. There is a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. A little four-game win streak. Maybe uh, winning at Brook- uh, winning against Brooklyn at home as well would be very fun. Though the Wolves have not played well at target center this year. So that's where the fear comes in at the end of the day. So, yeah. With that said, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah, that's it for the interaction. And I really appreciate that, Vinrock Vince Germano. Very, very nice to have you contributing to the show today, Brown. Levi Brown as well. Thank you guys so much. Always love hearing from you. <clears throat> on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosions the Facebook page. At Wolves Explosions the Twitter account. Going to give a shout out to the Courtside Podcast. Do give that a look. C-R-T-S-D-E dot com is the website. Wayne Hunt, the alpha dog of that show. He's the host from Sydney, Australia. Vinrock Vince Germano out of <laughs> out of Melbourne, Australia. Stu Benson, the auctioneer extraordinaire out of Sydney as well. Great show, great trio of Australian basketball conversation. Uh, you know, Australian guys talking about the NBA, that is. Maybe they'll throw an NBL once in a blue moon, but generally speaking, they tend to speak to the uh, the NBA, of course. Wayne Hunt's a Memphis fan, and you got a couple of Lakers fans in Vinrock, Vince Germano, but they flat out go league-wide. They talk some Timberwolves, they talk some Sacramento Kings, they talk some whoever, New York Knicks. Yeah, they brought them up a couple times. <laughs> they'll definitely talk about the Greek freak. They'll talk about the whole NBA, things that pop up, conversations. They they laugh, they cry, and they enjoy the show. They don't cry a whole lot. They do a lot of laughing, though. Very entertaining, fun show, and it's not blowhard, obnoxious. You know, like, I'm smarter than you conversation either. So that's the other good part about it. All available all over the place, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, Podomatic, all that good stuff. Probably on others as well. I'm sure, yeah, it always pops up all over the place. So those are like usually go-to, easy-to-get-to applications, Apple and Google for sure, and so on and so forth. With that said, I want to wish all of you a safe and happy Christmas. Happy Merry Christmas and happy holidays to those of you that support, that maybe, uh, we'll say happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa to those of you that uh, um, celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. But of course, so I think it's better to just stay the holiday out. Rather than happy holidays and generalized, I think it's Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. So with that said, wishing all of you a very happy season for the holiday you do support at the end of the day, the holiday that you celebrate. Get to the uh, phone line or, well, audio submission route. I'd like you to join that. If you could get on the show with me, it would be terrific. You're basically like my co-host for a little bit in the the, uh, third segment there, fan interaction segment, leading things off, if you're willing to call in. Simply use the free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Click or press record. Talk for three to five minutes, something like that. Hit stop, save it, email it, slash send it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert the file into an MP3, which will be able to put in the editing software, thanks to Zumzar or Converto.com. They provide a free service to me, so I'm more than happy to give them a free plug at the end of the day. Uh... With that said, also, if you could write a positive rating on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts or, or Google Podcasts, Stitcher. I'm not sure if they even have that on Google or Stitcher, but they probably do. Apple Podcasts, if you could do that, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much in advance to those of you that would do, be willing to do that. I'll give you a shout-out on air, and thank you very much. Again, have a safe and happy season. God bless you, and talk to you in a week. Hopefully the Timberwolves can get a winning streak started. <laughs>